1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gabe Ramirez. My BetMGM account
2: is going crazy right now. Ever since the NCAA tournament, I've just been fortunate enough to be pulling off a few victories.
1: Ah. Anthony Heron. 670 The Score
2: in Odyssey Station. And I would like to believe that there are not too many, you have to play on words that could be better than the two that are in this room right now. Mm -hmm. Gabriel Ramirez, Anthony Heron, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, six o'clock in the beautiful city of Chicago. Gorgeous day, man. Man. Gorgeous day out and about. But gorgeous in like a different way. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Danny Parkins? How are you, brother? Man. Okay. Parko. Imagine the day when Parkins, did you see some some of the articles that were out kept putting it P-E-R-K-I-N. He can't hear it because he's walking down the hall, but this mm. is hilarious.
3: Did you see those? Like spelled his name wrong? <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. were they writing about Danny Perkins? Oh. We won't get into that. Okay. All right. Shane Reardon. then. <laughs>
2: who has a softball game that I'm supposed to be at, <laughs> but I'm, I'm working right now. Did you retire? Oh, okay. You no, didn't I'm retire. You just, no, I'm working right now.
3: You moonlight yeah, yeah, yeah. at the score. I'd, I'd rather be with Anthony Hill. You're Heron a full-time than... professional slow-pitch <laughs> softball player, but you're actually you're, you're moonlighting here doing double duty, coming over to the score. Before we talk about the Bears, we do not want to sidetrack on
2: to how me playing baseball is how I even got my job. Mm. We don't want
3: to do that. Really? No, no, no. no baseball or softball? Baseball? I know you played baseball when you are younger, but Come then on, see this is this is this is what I'm talking about. Do you want? Do you guys want to go on a Chicago journey right now? I I very much do. I mean, you know, six yeah. degrees of of Gabe Ramirez. That's really. I mean, you got the city on lock, man. Might as well. right? Yeah, let's Monday. do it. Let's do it. And. So if my, I'm curious, I know everybody else is. I hope you are. <laughs> Damn, you're my guy. And I, I really hope you are because
2: we haven't talked about this yet. Because uh-huh. here's, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Aunt and I've been working together for pff, almost five, six years right yeah. now. And like, like as a, like, okay, you in the car. Mm. You played high school football, basketball. High school something. No, yeah. no, no. We're not talking to you. Aunt. I'm talking to you in the car and you're over there. You and I, we played high school sports, and we're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, you could tell your girl about it. You could do those kinds of things. And then I got to do a show with a guy who played in the NFL. <laughs> it's not the same. When I talk about Lane Tech, like, high school football, like, it's not the same. If I'm talking to somebody that went to Wells, if I'm talking to somebody that went to Von Steuben, like, I can gloat a little bit. You're right. Oh, I went to Lane. Yeah, baby, I play strong safety linebacker. <laughs> but you're doing a show with Anthony Heron. He's an actual... NFL athlete that but went I, to I didn't play
3: baseball though. I didn't play it's baseball. Not the same. Or or slow pitch. Softball. Doesn't matter. You could play whatever. You're probably better than me man. <laughs> they they be out athlete. there taking that softball
2: serious too. Don't so they? so Shane hit me up. He's like, "Yo, why aren't you playing today?" I'm like, "I'm literally on the radio <laughs> doing my job with Anthony Aaron." So nine o'clock tonight, I cannot do it. And last week I could have played, but they won fifteen to four, and it's okay. like, okay, listen. Cause you're kind of the ringer, right? Thank you. All right, and I'm glad you said that. Uh-huh. So we are in 2023.
0: That's I start.
2: I started at this company in 2008, working, mm-hmm. working. That's air quote right there. Mm-hmm. But I was on the softball team in like 2004. Oh, for real? <laughs> Four years before I even started working here. My guy was the was the webmaster at B96. Ah. Uh.
3: And so that's how I got over. Here. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're not going to. You do got recruited. They got a game tonight. You got recruited. That's the thing. You should have had a signing day. Is what you should have did. Should have had a national signing day. A press conference. Should have set up a big table. See, here's had your the thing. folks on each side of you.
2: I want you to be very, I want to be very clear. Anthony and I are very good friends. Mm. So whatever he's doing right now, he's just, this just like friend shade right here. And I love it. But I want you to be in on it. You know, I want, I want right. you to be in on it. Right. Cause Ant, that's how he is. Like this is it. What you're hearing is Anthony here. Don't let him fool you on Bernstein Holmes and being all like
3: legit. no, <laughs> I just show up, in, like, I show up in the he evenings. He got a little
2: shade in there. Show a little shade behind in parts him. when I show
3: up in the evenings. That's it's what little good different. friends could do. Yeah, That's what good friends
2: could do. No though. doubt. So, uh, with the softball team, I'm not playing today because, to be very clear, I want to be – and I'm going to be very clear. The radio station league is trash. Is it? Come on. There's like two – it's like us because we have like 10,000 players.
3: Mm-hmm. And then it's like – And in theory, the reader, like sports radio would have some f- – more former athletes than like news radio or weather radio. whoever I don't know who else Fine. is out there.
2: You're gonna make me go there, Ant. And this is why Lawrence Holmes mm-hmm. and Jason Goff mm-hmm. and I have a really good relationship. All right. Because we got golf out there. Because I had to throw golf in there because he was playing back in the day. <laughs> okay. And here, here, here's the thing. When I was the ringer, literally the ringer, did not work for B ninety six, but I was their center fielder, batting third, in the very OG days, okay. Red park days okay, of this radio third. softball. All Thank right. you, All right. Lawrence Holmes. And Jason Golf hated me <laughs> because they knew I was that dude. I'm
3: call up. Call, we can call up. But wait, oh, okay, because you were, you were on the other team. I was on the B ninety six team. You were on ninety six, and right. they were. Which actually, first. okay,
2: to be very clear, since we have a couple seconds, yeah. It was in this studio that you're in right now, and mm-hmm. This used to be the 104.3 Jack FM studio. Oh. And, no and then it changed right. over to 104 K-Hits with Eddie and Jobo. All right. And then it changed over to 104 Jams, right? Okay. So it's been through some iterations, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But one, 104.3 Jack FM is where I first got my start in 2008 as an intern. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was the softball team I was on initially. Right. Lawrence Holmes. Jason Goff they hated me because I was the dude that talked a ton of crap. But <laughs> I didn't work in I want to be very clear. I did not work in radio at the time. So I was the Humble Park a kid that okay. did not give a-f.
3: Okay, right. And so that they weren't colleagues back that, then. You know? It's literally now.
2: had zero idea of what radio was <laughs> at the time. So, but that's why Loho and I get along so well because I remember when like one of my first years, Loho's you know, batting and then coaching third base for the score team at the mm-hmm. time. And when the ball would get hit to my side, i play left field, and Lojo would just be like, that's an out. Let's wrap it up. Oh, okay. Like, when it All was right. in the air. All right. And it, and I don't know if he was playing a mind trick on I me, mean, <laughs> but, but it always felt good. Like, I was like, damn, okay, yeah, I'm not it because I knew Lojo. Respect. Right, Looking respect. At it, All
3: right, here we go. Showtime.
2: So, did that. But then when we got on the same team together and we started, I, like, it was like a different kind of a vibe. Either way, <laughs> They have a game today. I'm not playing because I'm on the air with you, mm-hmm. which is what I would prefer. Of course. Let's be very clear. Right. And love me some ant time. <laughs> and we haven't talked in a while. And we haven't talked in a while about, I don't even want to get into the the Cubs and Sox because you and I know we can go for a long time about those two. Mm-hmm. But there's something about this bear situation that isn't sitting right with me. And you and I, we do Bears on least not Fox. Yep. I am in one. I am in level B, C. While you're in level A on the post game, so we do that together <laughs> there, there as well. well. We're there, no doubt. But people are talking about Ryan Poles like he's the second coming of Jesus Cristo.
3: You might have to translate.
2: Jesus Christ. All
3: right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, <you> know. <laughs> I know you know what that means. <laughs> hey, hey. You talking to people in the car? You're, right. you're, you're, you're right. talking to them out you're there right. folks you're driving around. Now, as someone
2: that I know, you know. Cause we we can spend a little time on this. Are we doing? Cause you're a very good apolitical type of dude. Mm-hmm. Are we doing the Chicago Bear fan thing by anointing him as Jesus Cristo? Because he's made some really good moves, including the coach. Right. I want to be want to be very clear. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Ibraflus. Okay, because he's doing all of those things right including the quarterback and the draft process doing all that
3: what do you first time you meet Mattie Fluce I'm assuming you haven't I don't know maybe Zero. you met him in person no no I'm a okay. fan I'm the not the first no. time you meet him in person what do you are you going to call him Fluce you're going to call him coach Fluce you're going to call him Matt I'm gonna say can I give you a hug <laughs> <laughs> and you like, know I me, remember the first you time you were me. in studio with Wani. Like that was just cool. Dave step Bears Coach, you grew up couldn't believe I was that. having bourbon so, with Wani. Okay, th- what did you call him? Did you call him Wani? Did you call him Coach? What did you say the first time? I think I wanted to be a part of the click. Uh huh. So it was more like a
2: cheers, Wani. And all right, like, yeah, you went with, with Wani. Okay, I- I'm sure yeah. I went with Coach and then uh-huh. Wani shortly
3: after. Uh huh. Right. All right. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Now, Fluce doesn't have that same level of esteem yet. Like he's the current Bears coach. So that's a big deal. Leader
2: of <laughs> the Chicago Bears, the high my emperor guy. Matthew. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: just something high that, emperor. Uh, <laughs> like, like high that. emperor Fluce. Let's go with that. I mean, it's first hard for me.
2: Man. It's hard for me. Man. It's hard uh, for me to be on the station to be to have the luxury of. That's part talking. of your appeal.
3: It's part of your vibe, man. It. it is. Crazy. It is.
2: Like, like. Andrew Billings, I saw him the other day, and I could I saw Kyler Gordon was at the Chicago Fire Game on Saturday. Oh man. I couldn't even go up to him and be like, <laughs> yo, I'm on the score. Like we can get you on the radio. Like let's do it. like
3: I was more like, Damn, that's Kyler Gordon. Like they, they got me on the wrong And station. on the field with a bunch of Giants, Wow, he looks small. In person, right. he probably looks a little different, uh, right? Had his hair flared out. Had his crew with him. He had a, okay. some,
2: some guys with him. Yeah, But again, Ant, you know me. And as we've worked together, like, mm. that's why I am the, the guy that's like, we could win the Super
3: Bowl. Yep, yep. Look at that hair. That's Super Bowl hair right there. Kyler Gordon, all pro, baby. <laughs> that's no. Super Bowl hair. But you but keep Kyler me in check. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm.
2: So why does why does a guy like Ryan Poles get the pass? Like for me, it's like you're cool. Don't trip. Bro, I believe in you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Why do you think he gets the blanketed pass though over everybody?
3: I think it's because it's still in the honeymoon phase right now. It's still in the the age of innocence right now for for Ryan Poles and and the Chicago Bears in the Ryan Poles era. For now, he he's gone through what's certainly the easier part of his process right now in tearing everything down and clearing up cap space and unloading veterans who, you know, some of them may not suit the, the image of what you want the roster to be like, you know, both tangibly and intangibly. Some of them maybe would have suited it, but they're just not on the same timeline. So let's unload that contract. Let's unload those years, that age, just to get younger guys on the field to see if we can begin to develop a young roster that's going to be on the timeline that the Bears want to be on for a championship. And so I feel like for now, because – and where I think it's it's maybe a little bit underappreciated, because so much of Chicago saw the Cubs go through a successful mm. teardown, then right now <laughs> everybody it's, – it's it's kind of combining forces where nationally the conversation is so much about just, well, are you building towards a championship? Because if you're not – then you need to tear it down. Tear it down to the studs, start from scratch, bottom out as much as possible, accumulate all this draft capital, and then, once you go through all this losing, then the process will set you up towards winning championships in a sustainable way. That usually doesn't lead to championships more often than not, just like, you know, statistically in all the different sports, everybody's trying to tear it down and and win the, the ultimate prize. Most of them don't work out to be a championship. Certainly not a sustained championship contender, but in Chicago, we saw what Theo did with the Cubs. We, we saw him after ending the curse in Boston. What the guys, he's going to come to Chicago and end the curse in Chicago. <laughs> then he comes to yeah. Chicago and ends the curse in Chicago as well. So our household got a lot of joy from Theo Epstein because my wife grew up a big Red Sox fan. I'm here, Chicago guy, enjoying when the Cubs are going on their run. So Theo brought us a lot of joy in the Heron household. But at this point, Chicago, I think, is at least is still residually respecting the notion that, you know what, Sox – Go ahead and tear it down, man. We saw the north side of the city. We saw what yeah. they did. Bears, finally, you're out of purgatory. You're tearing it down. Let's see what the Bears can do after tearing it down. The Blackhawks, all right, tear it down for one season. Now you got the number one overall pick. You're going to reset, you know, reshape the franchise around that. I think a lot of the – I'll use the term patience, and patience I think is maybe even a too broad a term with it, but at least an understanding of what Ryan Poles is in the process of for now is there and then also you know because the reason I'm hedging on the word patience because the patience isn't universal with the Bears like you and I talked about a lot last year as it related to Justin Fields where I feel like the Bears quarterback early in the season before he started to kind of light things up was being judged not only by a quarterback coming out of his rookie season in a really difficult situation but was being judged by several years of of Mitchell Trubisky coming in and now Mm. we've been waiting on QB development and then all the decades of Bears fans and the quarterback angst that's been there so historically with this franchise. So Ryan Poles being judged by a different timeline as the executive decision maker, you know, kind of instituting a rebuild, different than the Bears quarterback. Folks haven't shown so far as much patience with Justin Fields. They, They got on board after he started running all over the place and making a bunch of highlights last season, that patience is still going to pretty quickly wear thin this year if Justin Fields isn't putting up numbers early in the season right now, though. But I think sp- specific to your Ryan Poles question, that patience is there up to a point. Just like that patience was there early with Ryan Pace, Yeah. for now there's patience with Ryan Poles under the impression that he's making very conscientious, very smart moves, trying to build this thing steadily. W- we'll see, though. I, I do think that... If if a lot of the young talent that he's you know gone about acquiring right now, if you're not seeing development, you know I, I wouldn't I don't think it would. I was literally just talking to one of the guys downstairs, one of the security guards downstairs. Stop me to talk some bears before I came on my way up here. He's talking playoffs and trying to figure out if I'm on board with playoffs and everything. I think I told you last time we were on together. I, I think a an eight or nine win you know range is is a realistic way to look Fair. at it. So I kind of I talked the guy downstairs down off of. Definitive playoff Super Bowl contender to uh, maybe nine wow. wins, maybe maybe expect nine wins. I think that's Are you a talking realistic way to me down there? Of you. Pretty much, yes, yes. It was, it was it was Gabe if you were wearing a blazer <laughs> right. and a tie, but just in full Bears fandom mode. And that to me is where Ryan Poles is at for the moment. But I don't think that's going to sustain. But just a year in, that's where I think folks, because of what's happened, just with the sports conversation in general where so many people just are anticipating from one year to the next. You got to tear it all the way down and be awful and accumulate draft capital and financial capital, and then you can build a championship, where frequently that's not what ends up leading to a Super Bowl or to a, a championship in the variety of sports, but that's just the popular way to go about it. It's a way that people can follow that arc. Easily enough, where we know what's happening, we know what he's doing, and so we can kind of stick with that storyline for a little while. It's the first iteration mm-hmm. of what you want things to be. I like uh, he, how much you use using iteration tonight, by the way. That is not the first time down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, but it's a fun word. All though. right. Uh, he's Anthony Heron. I'm Gabe Ramirez. And Ant, as this is Monday
3: iteration of the uh, Ramirez and Heron combination? <laughs> yeah.
2: As someone who's ran a team before, mm-hmm. as you have mm-hmm. in the Arena Football League, right? When you hear tear down, right? Because that's something that's been talked about a lot with tear Chicago, down Bears. The
3: like, Chicago Bears. Yeah, I never heard that one. That one hurts <laughs> just hearing that. That'll be speaks next next parody song. He actually that should have been one last year. Didn't he do like a whole album? Why didn't he do Tear Down Chicago Bears? I just hear it in like passing
2: so I just, you know, I know he has a good voice and I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm here for the body of work. <laughs> right. Speaks. But but as a former executive, mm-hmm. um in the Arena League, when you Here, tear down, and and, and you see where the Bears are at, you know, tanking for the first pick, still having a quarterback, trying to build something around it. Bears fans that are listening, like, again, from the exact, like, Aunt Heron actually ran a team. (laughs) So when you see where the Bears are at, and you see what the work that Ryan Poles has done so far, From that lens, if you were an assistant, do you feel comfortable with what they've done or do you feel like there might have been a couple of other things that could have been done to put them in a better position than they are right now?
3: This is where the communication from Ryan Poles to the entire organization is so key. It's one thing you and I talked about a little bit last season. I was talking to to Mully and Manley about a lot on pregame last year because – Especially once it became pretty obvious that that they had flipped the switch and said, We're not trying to win anymore and we haven't acquired talent. Matter of fact, we're unloading our best talent and just to set themselves up for the number one pick. I don't think Ryan Poles went into last season saying, Let's be let's have the worst record in football and let's get the number one pick. But I do think he knew that that there was a project that that he was stepping into and just I, I, what I found impressive was that I feel like he navigated both lanes really effectively and then adjusted on the run. I don't think he went in the last season thinking Super Bowl, but I also don't believe he went in the last season thinking number one overall pick. He unloaded some veteran players, made created some cap space while also saying, Let, let's see how competitive a roster we end up fielding. And once he said, all right, yeah, this, this thing ain't really working. There's a couple of things he saw. One where he saw enough to evaluate Justin Fields and say, man, I I got to get him some help here. That's where in a somewhat desperation move, he goes and makes the Chase Claypool acquisition to see, let me just at least get a couple of more playmakers to give him a chance for development. You know, not only the offensive line, but the playmakers and receivers are getting hurt and everything else. He just didn't even have playmakers that would really allow him the fair opportunity for development. So you go and do that. But then also once he says, all right, this thing is about to bottom out anyway. So what's the point in bottoming out? And ending up in the top five. Mm. If we can just bottom out all the way and end up in the number one spot, so that's where I respected the way that throughout that season he was able to maneuver and have you know a very nuanced approach to the the eventual bottoming out last year. What was key to me was whether or not he was actually communicating with the coaching staff mm. throughout that process. And I do think we saw some indications. He referenced it publicly a couple of times. And who were they gonna Refuse, play? Yeah, yeah. Who they were gonna play? And and just the fact that that he, his personnel department, and the assistant coaches recognized, just kind of the the personnel that they had to work with and how development, developmental the roster was that they were working with. So I think as long as he was telling the coaches, telling Matty Berflus, telling the, the entire staff, frankly, at times last year, we know the position that I, Ryan Poles, that our personnel department are putting you in right now. <laughs> do everything you can to win the games while understanding that we know now you know that I know the position that you're in right now with the roster that you're dealing with. And I, I, my impression is that that communication was taking place. And so as long as they knew what was happening and knew that they had the full support of Ryan Poles while it was happening, doesn't mean that they, could, they didn't even right. go out there and coach, doesn't mean they right. could show up late to meetings, doesn't mean they shouldn't put a good game plan together and all that. But in the midst of it, if it wasn't leading to wins, they weren't being judged harshly about that. And I think that's a key thing for coaches to recognize that. And I think that,
2: you know, when you're looking at the push, what does, what does the push look like? Mm -hmm. And from this team, I think that last year, the push was be good in certain areas and try to make that be a whole. And -hmm. I think that's where the Chicago bears were at last year. And we get to talk about a a little bit more after the break. I want to talk about um, position, uh, you know, Position comparisons. Okay. Who's going to be at certain spots, vying for that starting spot? Uh, yeah, with OTA starting up. Yeah, yep. with OTA starting up in just a second. And I also want to take a look at this bear squad and, and, and check check myself as to what like is realistic. Okay. Because I'm at a certain point, and I'm, I need you as you always do, Ant.
3: We might need to get Leo to get security guy up here too. We'll do like yeah. a therapy session for no. Gabe. That and guy security is like guy.
2: all Cubs. <laughs> Like I think I'm a homer. My bud, my boy is like way okay, off you know the exactly ledge. who I'm talking about. All right. Yeah. I know he was real I wore tough. a socks hoodie the other day, and he damn near didn't let me go upstairs. Okay. So my guy's on one right now. We're not gonna do that though. All right, more bears talk on the other side. What do these position battles look like? <laughs> and down, as Shane walks by. And we'll be able to see also, you know, what what does the realistic win total for this team look like? Uh, Do not go anywhere. He's Anthony Heron. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is Chicago Sports Radio.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bears. Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score.
2: Two of the realists. Gabe Ramirez. I feel like I'm on a rap track right now. <laughs>
3: I thought you was about Leo, to.
2: Leo hit me with that beat right there. Like <laughs> Tuna Ris. Gabe Ramirez. We about to, son. Anthony yeah. Heron. We out here. We're in the Bears, Bear Sox cup. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> talking crap. We're actually here with you guys till nine o'clock today. So it's gonna be a a fun run. I think that like most people that I like there's people that I get on the radio with Ant that, you know what I'm saying? Like I I can, my fandom can go to a certain length. Mm-hmm. Then you have like Grody that's like, sure. he's like a hard wall. <laughs> like, Grody is not here, <laughs> not here for the fandom. He's like, hey, bro, let me be honest with you, this, this is not that. And I'm like, <laughs> you, need well, to saying, what, <laughs> you need to quit saying we. Right, yeah, we yeah, yeah. I've been working the side <laughs> license, whatever. And I'm like, damn, Grody, man, I'm just trying to have fun. <laughs> And I feel like you entertain
3: me a little. bit. Mark Grody, fun police. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, fun
2: police. I feel like you—you're a realist because you played in the league, but like you're still like entertaining. Yeah, Justin Fields, he could be maybe Gabe. You know, <laughs> that's why. Like, I like I like doing this thing right here because because uh, I feel like, like honestly, you in the car, I feel like I mirror of you. Right, like you and I, we are one. And I am here to interview the people on the score <laughs> that like, has the real views as to what's going on. Uh-huh. But I'm like, wait, bro, you're telling me 12 wins is crazy? No, you're crazy, bro. <laughs> like, that's me. And then I get to talk to Ant, and I'm like,
3: all right. <laughs> so you're not crazy, Gabe. Right, right, but right, 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 But here's why and that I, makes and sense. And I know I
2: have to be – I know I cannot talk to Anthony Heron, former NFL vet, about crazy stuff. So I have to reel it in a little bit. And I do get to talk about these position battles, which mm-hmm. is what I said that we were going to talk about beforehand. So when I look at the Bears, Ant, and okay, take take me. To, okay, see this is why this is the beauty of having Ant here too. Mm-hmm. All right, what is it called when you only have one tight end in the set? Is there like a number for that, like twenty-one or something like that?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, it would still depend on how many running backs you got out there, but yeah, oh, nor- normally that. But no, okay. I mean, normally that would be like twenty-one. Okay. we got two backs. one tight end. can you do That's something? That's kind of your me. standard, traditional base package. All right, Leo laughed at that
2: joke. <laughs> I'm glad you laughed at that, Leo. <laughs> All right, so in that set, because we're talking about position battles, mm-hmm. is that tight end going to be, Cole Komet graduate? Of Notre Dame, University. right? Yeah, college I, grad. Shout out Kevin Warren showing uh-huh. up. I appreciate that. Uh huh. Or is it going to be el veterano, Mister Tunyon? Again, you
3: should probably translate that. The veteran. Oh, I thought that was pretty. That was, uh, no, he's was, a easy Spanish words. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 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 like you got somebody <laughs> driving around right now. That's God's Using all these. We're the veteran. You're right. You're right. I got one language. Speak American.
2: Sorry. You're right. You're right. I got you. And the <laughs> veteran, the <laughs> veteran, Robert Tunyon.
3: Who's going to be in that set? All right. So when they go 21 or 11, whatever. When there's one tight end on the field, certainly early in the season, I expect that to be Cole Komet. Now, he is not a guy who's been extended yet by the Bears. You would imagine there's talks that are ongoing about a potential contract extension. Okay. For Cole Komet, though, he's, he's, the, he's the young guy who the previous regime drafted that has promise. I do believe, <clears throat> as you and I have talked about here, that that there is a ceiling for Cole Komet in in what he legitimately is and and has the potential to grow to as as a route runner, as a true like high level pass threat. I think you can scheme Cole Komet open. Cole Komet, to me isn't a guy who has shown he can be this you know this issue for for covered defensive backs and separating from them just with his pure route running ability. Now with his size. He can do that because he doesn't need separation at his size to be able to make catches, and we saw a couple of examples last season where he was able to make a couple of contested the grabs, had a really nice one-handed grab. Yeah. I think that might have been the Dallas game that, that you were I at, was there at yeah. one point. So yeah, there's some game there, but it's been inconsistent. He was had drops early in the season, there was a chunk in the middle where he was catching the ball clean, and the season where on, he had some more drops coming up again. On the whole, met. Has shown he can be a good NFL tight end. You want to see consistency of his productivity as the entire offense. Is he ba- is to he better grow. than Tunyon? In your no, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's definitively better okay. than Tunyon. At, I don't think so point. either. No, nah, I mean so so that that's where it's not a crazy question to say which one would start. But because the Bears are are invested in the development of Cole Komet, yeah. if nothing else by default. Even if we say both guys are on the same level, Cole Komet they would defer to him as the starter, at least from jump, and then just see what happens from there. If Tunyon comes in the season, making plays early, Cole Komet starts dropping passes and whatnot, then I can see the roles flipping. But as as of right now, Cole Komet is the definitive starter at tight end.
2: He's Anthony Heron. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 score. Let me ask you this. Who do you think, what type of position is Justin Fields' favorite? Hmm. Is it the slot receiver? Is it the deep go route? Is it the over the mid-range tight end? Like who do you think is Justin Fields' favorite receiver?
3: Up to this point in his career, it's been that that outside X receiver, you know, the, the guy who's who's gonna go and get it, like a go-getter type on a deep ball. Whether that is a big body guy or even in stature, Darnell Mooney isn't a big receiver, but runs the deep routes pretty effectively. But Justin Fields wants somebody who he can feel confident throwing the deep ball to. He wants to be able to showcase his arm strength his accuracy with the deep ball and just that attack mentality that he's always played the game with. And so normally that's going to be your outside receiver, your X receiver who can run your nine routes, you know, the fade route up the field or go route or a deep post, or even like a, you know, he hit, um Valus who, who Jones one on that big big bomb. yeah Valus Jones had a had a nice one at one point during the season Dante Pettis had a nice kind of post corner route that he that he Couple routed up one time I right saw that, yeah. based off of that so it's you know just if I'm going to put a blanket on just one position then it would be more if there's any place in the route tree Justin Fields kind of likes to specialize in it's that x receiver on the outside that's going to run some of the deeper patterns
2: who do you think is so if you were to if you were to look at and I'm I'm only basing this off of what you've seen mm-hmm. over the last, you know, year and a half from Justin Fields. What do you think is his favorite base set? Like mm-hmm. what do you think he'd prefer just off what you've seen, not mm-hmm. like a, from a coach's standpoint, it, right. like hey, I've watched Justin Fields and I feel like he performs best out of this set. Yeah, it what would, you would, say it that would be, be
3: that that eleven personnel because it What's gives that? you a lot of What's versatility. That? We got one one running back and one tight end, and so that sets it up where, where Justin Fields is a quarterback when he takes a snap from center. How many still, wide
0: receivers? Then
3: two. Uh, well, no, when you got one running back, one tight end, so then you have three a three okay. receiver set three receiver from receiver there, set. right? Okay. And so for for eleven personnel, it is the it's the personnel grouping that can still allow you to have the most versatility in showing run action. And then running that that bootleg type of action where you show he shows the ball on a fake stretch play to one side of the field, boots out the back door, and then from there he can get outside the numbers and have that run pass option to attack the defense. Now you can use that that same personnel grouping where you're showing the mesh point, you can fake the the you know, fake run on the inside with a little play action to the back, and then that can get Justin Fields outside the pocket or he can immediately dart his eyes down the field. There's actually even one Justin Fields' rookie season in the Pittsburgh game off a little mesh point where he darted a pass to uh, to Jimmy Graham in that kind of comeback near miss that he had against Pittsburgh where he drives him down the field. Again, you know, we were talking like all these late-game failures from the Bears last season. If you go back to Justin Fields' rookie year, there were several times he had great late-game moments individually that the Bears, or the defense would let him down or he'd be within a touchdown, defense would give up a score, but that's a completely separate topic. But the 11 personnel allows you both run action and... And and pass action where you can do it in a variety of ways, and so I would say if there's any any one personnel grouping that he prefers, I, I'd say the versatility of having one running back, one tight end on the field, and what you can do off of that, both as a drop back passer and as a play pass, play action type of guy.
2: I got to be honest, and I'm 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 feeling a certain type of way when I've seen some of these predictions come down where they got the Bears in last place.
3: Okay, like why? I I get it. Wait, why what? Well, who, who would you put in last place instead of the Bears? Not the Bears. <laughs> Just anybody, else. Anybody else somebody but else the Bears. Somebody else not named the
2: Bears. Well, because I feel so – I'm so confident in the team. I'm so confident in the makeup of the roster. I'm so confident in the growth of Justin Fields mm-hmm. that I see us in the middle of the pack. Okay. And by us, I mean the Bears. <laughs> <laughs>
3: now, let me get Mark Grody Fun Police in here. I
2: know. Where's Grody? Gro- I know. I know. Gro- I, gro- I, gro- I, gro- I caught myself. <laughs> I got to get. <laughs> So, the Bears are going to be in the middle of the pack. I love the Grodies, <laughs> the Fun Police. I know. And I get so disappointed. I feel defeated. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wh- like, why are you separating me from my boys? Like, Kaleo Herbert. I just met Kyler Gordon on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, right, like, right. You're basically it's the a best. Bust. Thank you. Las
0: Vegas Fun Police, <laughs> hand over your chip.
2: Thank you, Leo Stoddarder. I appreciate somebody caring about my feelings. Um, but, yeah, so I feel that way. But, but again, I I look at the Bears as, like, a, a middle-of-the-road team at the very least. Like, mm. to me, that is the floor. That is the standard I'm holding them to. Okay. When we talk about, you know, Eberflu's getting a pass, Allen Williams getting a pass, Ryan Poles to this point getting a pass and not holding people accountable – in the present because we're like, ah, whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can Justin Fields get better? Yeah, cool. You got DJ Moore, that's awesome. Like, we're, we feel good in the present. Mm-hmm. But in terms of holding them to a to an actual standard, like, Justin Fields is there. And for me, it has zero to do with the offensive line edition. It has zero to do with the DJ Moore edition. Mm. You're a grown man. I had to grow up. My mom <laughs> mm. like, get your – Get your stuff together You know what I'm saying You know what I'm saying like, Just stuff we, Thank you We all gotta get there And so Justin Fields Was like I need you there, Papa. Like I need you there. Now at I'm least. picturing
3: you with, like a little polka dot satchel and a yes. stick with your
2: clothes, just it's like exactly as you walk happened. out the door. I'm living at Wick, I'm Damon in on Damon and North Avenue <sighs> <laughs> in the four bedroom apartment. Like, mommy, for real? Oh, Mom said I gotta go, <laughs> <sighs> and I'm there. And I need Justin Fields there too. <laughs> All right, okay. Right, I need you under the same pressures that I was under. <laughs> but I believe in it, and mm-hmm. that, I think that to me, that's the. That's the the level of positivity that I have with Justin Fields and the and Brian Poles and yeah. such. Like, you've all taken us as fans to this point. Are you going to be like AK and the Bulls mm-hmm. and have risen the floor to mediocrity? And how do we move on from there? And I think that's where the Bears are at right now in that same place. And we haven't given the grace to AK. I know you guys have been hearing me for the last <laughs> couple of days, that dollar in the bucket. <laughs> So we haven't given that grace to him, but I think I think Ryan Poles is in that same place, but just a year in advance. Because at the end of the year, we're gonna be like, damn, all right, or what are we saying about this guy? Or we're gonna give him another offseason
3: and <laughs> another draft. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, hey, we, we we want you to be better than you were. And I think that's why I asked you. It's about, you about like that. what
3: progress looks like, right? Like what what That's does what, progress yeah. look like for the Bears this coming season? And uh, you, you know, you and I would talk both on camera and off on radio, on TV, about the the numbers, the 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 right. minuscule passing numbers of Justin Fields, especially early in the season last year. Now we did see him begin to make plays a lot with his legs, more and more with his arms as well. And so then, you know, I think you're the prime example of looking towards this coming season then. Does that mean that we expect Justin Fields to, like, consistently start throwing for 300 yards? And if that's not happening, are we still disappointed?
2: No, I'm not. I have zero, zero expectation for Justin Fields to be throwing 300 yards a game. Okay. We're going to break. Got you, Leo. Got you, you. (laughs) But I have zero expectation for him to be throwing 300 yards. But can you give me to, like, from, like, 150? Can you give me us like, 220? Uh Uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. Can you can right. you
2: can you sprinkle like Salt Bay over a steak? A three hundred
3: yard game yeah, in there, just, just, just make uh, it happen. Just, just both, give him a little something every I, once in a while. And I are right? both doing the whole uh-huh. thing. Can you give me a three 300- hundred? And I, apparently, I, Salt Bay is insufferable. Like you see him after was, I think it was like after the was it after the World Cup? I think it was after World oh, Cup. And he was just field? everywhere doing the
2: most, and everybody hated him for that moment, and he deserved it. True. You not at the World it. Cup. <laughs> Miami OK Let's but get, not at get the out, World out Cup. the family photo, man. You're not a part <laughs> of the team. So if we can get that that'll be great. Uh-huh. Um but again, that remains to be seen. We are waiting patiently to see what it is that uh Justin Fields can do for the Chicago Bears team. All right, he's Anthony Heron. I am. I'm Gabe Ramirez. You are. And you have a a specific insight into the Big Ten shenanigans having to do with Kevin Warren, how he yeah. followed the bag.
3: Yeah, and we'll see because this may this is probably gonna be a multi segment thing because I'll, I'll, I'll give maybe a condensed version of it initially and then we can circle back around okay. to it later in the show as well because there's been a lot of reaction to how things. I mean, there, there was a great kind of all encompassing story that Pete Thamel wrote for ESPN.com. It had a lot of detail in it, and I don't I don't take issue with the information in it. I take issue with the reaction. To the information that was mm. in the piece. I think a lot of people are misguided on what, what that denotes from, from what was in that article. And I've been in that situation, like you mentioned, I ran teams. Not only did I run teams as a coach, I was I was in a, a senior executive with the arena yeah? football league. So I've exactly. been involved in these, these meetings. I've negotiated television contracts. I was basically like Tony Petiti just took over as the new Big Ten commissioner. Mm. He was basically the number two executive with baseball before that. That was me. Like I was the mm. I was the senior you know, vice president of, of content for the Arena Football League and more in charge of the broadcast, the media rights, and everything that the AFL had going on. And so now that's the guy who just took over the Big Ten. But I I feel like I've got a pretty good perspective on, on the information in there. And I think a lot of people are a little bit off base with how they're reacting to All it. All right,
2: we got a couple minutes uh, break, and then we get an opportunity to hear from Ant Heron and what he thinks about the Kevin Warren, what is now considered the debacle. <laughs> uh, what is his insight, and how does he feel like he's – things should have been handled we'll discuss that after the break or two i'm gabe ramirez he's anthony heron this is chicago sports radio 670 the score
1: the afternoon show the police of 670 the score they let me know about it at every single turn so i suck as well anthony heron and gabe ramirez on 670 the score
2: Happy Monday, everybody. It is Gabe Ramirez. It is Anthony Heron. Two-thirds of your Bears Lease crew. Shout out Cassie Carlson. True. What's up, Cassie? If you're listening, to Cass, shoot me a text, but she's not. <laughs> you were over her the
3: other night, right? On, yeah. Uh, Sports yeah. Zone.
2: I got to be honest. Like, the funny— ugh, Damn, I don't want to live here for a second. But the reality is— Live. I'm letting you live. You, Cass, myself, like, we're cut from a different cloth. Hmm. So like when I get on, when I get on Sports Zone on Fox thirty two on Sunday night, like we're rolling way different than, uh, <laughs> than like uh, how they normally roll. <laughs> you know what I am saying? Uh, so like, guy, that's one of the all uh, oh, right, the like, floor the floor manager, John Esker, Like, like I rolled in with my red hair streak. I got to be honest. Really, I rolled in with my ha- red, red hair streak. I have one of those in my hair. I look like Angry Bird, and I got to be honest, I was nervous. Okay. Because you I was like, react to it? Come on, I'm on a, I'm on, a, come on.
3: Yeah.
2: Puerto Rican kid, uh, hey. like with the red hair streak in his head, <laughs> going to do sp- sp- Fox yeah. sports yeah. on TV. Right, right, right. And so I was like, damn, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm that guy.
3: <laughs> Did you give him a heads up? Or you just
2: showed up. You know, I just showed up, <laughs> Anthony Herron. I was like, Papa, I'm in this thing. We out here. <laughs> so I show up and I see John Eskra. God bless that guy's soul. He's the sports director, been the executive sports director for years at Fox Eons. 32.
3: Generations.
2: And I roll in, and I'm like, he didn't even say anything. I said it. I was like, John, this red hair, is it all good? Mind you, I'm
3: already there. It's, I mean, yeah, what was he, he, he going to say 9 at that point? I'm, about to go, I'm all good. Actually, well, Cassie's just going to do it solo because you got a streak of <laughs> red in your hair. And he's like, he's like, Gabe
2: you know how many times you had Dennis Robin here on this this TV station? And I was like, all right, I got this big red streak, though. I just felt a certain type of way. He's like, you know, Pete McMurray. And I was like, of course, (laughs) legend. He's like, you know how many times he showed up as Abraham Lincoln to this damn thing? (laughs) And I was like. Pete is wild. All right, you know what? Sports director saying it's all good. Nobody cares. Like, I got a red streak in my hair. Whatever. It's Fox 32, and this is where we are. All right. Did Cassie react? She's a young, yeah, like, right. cool person. Uh-huh. So she's like, gay, red," and I was like, "I'm old, and I'm just I'm going through a midlife crisis. That's just what it is." And she was like, "I like it." I was like, "All right,
3: cool, whatever." So um, next time, y'all both need to get the red streak in your hair. Ca- you, Talk Cassie. Into you it. know Cassie, and she's
2: she not would never. She's not <laughs> she no would never.
3: All right. Before we get to this Kevin Warren
2: thing, mm. which is what some people are complaining about. First of all, it doesn't matter because he's not in this job anymore. But <laughs> well, people are complaining about whatever they feel like they were slighted of in the Big Ten contract. Before we get to that, because we're going to go to Keith Law at 7 o'clock, talk some baseball. The role of president for the Chicago Bears, some some might be dismissive towards it. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, but it's the Bears? <laughs> like, what are you really
3: doing? But there's a lot more to it than that, right? right I mean to to be involved in in overseeing like you know in our roles covering the bears on radio so for for the Bears as an organization, they have a hand in in who's allowed to basically what content is available to the people who cover the bears who talk about the bears on okay. television on radio they don't get to control all the content, but as far as how much access they get to the players to the the, you know, audio and video, the highlights, all those things, the interviews, the Bears can, can have a, a very strong hand control in controlling all those things. So Kevin Warren will end up being the owner representative, essentially, for the Bears, where it won't need to be certainly not Virginia McCaskey at this point, it won't be won't be George McCaskey or any of those folks. I mean, the, Kevin Warren will still report to them, but he is essentially the owner representative as the team president for the Bears. He'll oversee the Bears' content. He'll oversee, of course. This this new stadium deal is going on in Arlington Heights, and all the the details of that, the financial ramifications associated with it, and trying to figure out what's the best way for the Bears to be able to profit from that move. How do they go about that? What other what other elements should be involved in it? With a, a sports book, that's potentially being mm. discussed out there. How the the parking, you know, may end up evolving. You know, how they're adjusting highways and everything else. So I think on the whole. The way that Kevin Warren will have the the possibility of trying to monetize that new stadium will likely be his main focus initially because they just built some new facilities at Howells Hall. There's nothing there structurally that he has to play a big role in for right now. So the day to day of you know the the talent you know, acquisition, the evaluation of folks. I was kind of talking about this a bit going into the draft. It's good that Kevin Warren has a deep football background, but you know he's not going to be in Ryan Poles' ear on a on a weekly basis. Like hey. How come you letting them run so much cover Good. two or something Good. like that? You know, it's going to be – he's going to let the football guys do their football stuff, let the coaches coach, let the players play. But then when it comes to some of the bigger des- decisions of, say, a year from now, we get to that next off season and they're talking about, like, you know what? We were all impressed with Justin Fields. How impressed were we? Is it time to re-up him? Mm. Is it time to get into, like – you know, big contract talks and talking about an extension or anything else, and, and how much of the salary cap are they willing to invest in that? Like Some of those, you know, more you know, magnified decisions of the roster. Is he going to be the biggest voice in that. that room, though, Ant? I mean, if George McCaskey in the room, then yes. You know, because I think wow. in the end, that there will be moments like that where Ryan Poles would need to defer to a Kevin Warren and just say, here's what we want to invest in player X. You know, so we got to make sure. If, if we're going to go into the... Whatever, you know, nine figure type contract for a guy. We got to have a certain amount of money that's, that's sitting aside that we can essentially be liquid with mm. for that deal to be sanctioned by the NFL. So we're, we're saying that we are now going to definitively invest in that. So for some of the bigger investments, then Kevin Warren's going to be involved in the roster. But the day in, day out of it, and the schemes of everything, that's not something he's really going to be, you know, meddling in very much. That's an interesting thought. Seeing or thinking about
2: Kevin Warren being in that room where Ryan Poles is at, trying to dictate, you know, who the Bears should be spending money on. That's such an interesting conversation. And we'll tackle that again uh, right after 720 here on 670. The score, I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. Uh, But coming up next, we got Keith Law uh, to talk a little baseball. Uh, We're going to see where the Cubs are at right now and the Sox, obviously, after winning a series. Uh, Where are they looking or where are they uh, supposed to be? at the end of the year. We'll talk to Keith Loft the break.
1: Don't go anywhere. It's Gabriel Ramirez, Anthony Heron here on 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?